So Devlin. Yes, Morgan. We're here today because you have so many machines. Uh, is that a problem? Well, not necessarily, but there are a lot of them. Is there anything in particular you want to talk about today? We're going to talk about Beatrice today. Oh. Beatrice. My Bradbury family VS sewing machine. What about her? Well, what does that mean? Uh, she's a hand operated. She has a hand, hand crank, um, and she has a vibrating shuttle machine. So she's similar to a treadle machine, which has a whole table and a foot pedal to operate it, but she just has a, um, a hand, um, crank on it. So you can, um, she's very portable. She doesn't need a whole table. You can put her on any table and operate her. But don't you need she's both, pretty. Don't you need both hands to sew? Um, so I think it is very complicated, right? You have to keep it going with one hand while um guiding the fabric with the other hand. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm gonna guess that there for ladies who used or gentlemen, I guess, uh for, for people who use these machines regularly I'm going to guess that their right arm is super buff. Yeah. From, from running the machine. Sort of like guitarists whose left arm. Right, yeah. Like, they've got, they've got, like, one Popeye arm, and the other arm is kind of, like, kind of shriveled. Could you flip her, <laughs> could you flip her around and, like, crank with your left hand? Uh, no, because you can't go in reverse, right? Okay. So... Um, you would have to feed the oper opposite direction. It would be very weird. I suppose you could. Mm -hmm. um, and some machines actually do feed um, towards you instead of away from you. But it's, uh, it's pretty rare for that. It's so... Beatrice has actually left us a letter. Oh. I found it on my pillow this morning when I woke up. And wow, that's creepy. <laughs> it's a little stalkerish, <laughs> frankly. A little bit, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how she wrote it. Maybe she just, like, stitched the letters out. That's kind of what it looked like to me. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, so she read left this letter for us. And I, I was conflicted about, like, should I read it in her accent? But that I could be appropriative. <laughs> I mean, we, you and I both come from British ancestry, but, you know. Yeah. We're gonna, we're gonna just read it. I mean, you can give it a try. We're just gonna read it like a See letter. if you can channel Beatrice. Okay, so this is Beatrice's story in her, her own words. <clears throat> Forgive me, I am a trans man, so, you know, if it... Well, My voice is a little Beatrice deep. is quite old. Maybe a little bit of a smoker. May, uh, yeah, I would say definitely a smoker. <clears throat> so this is Beatrice's story. I was born in 1906 in the Wellington Works in Alton, a town in Manchester, England. I had many thousands of sisters, but very few remain intact today. 
and finding replacement parts for me is nearly impossible. Fortunately, all of my gears are metal, and I'm very hard to destroy. I likely traveled to America by boat and was lovingly used for many years before electric modeled made me obsolete and I was retired to the garage. Well, that's not how they say it. There's garage. Garage. Isn't it garage? I wouldn't see daylight again for many years. And, you know, I have, I have some trouble seeing these days now, dear. When my family finally dug me out, however, it wasn't to clean me up and to use me. Instead, I, well... I was handed off and sold to an antiquer, just a total stranger, and, you know, he hid me beneath a table in a giant warehouse uh, that had been converted to the Antique Gallery of Houston in Spring, Texas. And then, uh, of course, Devlin and Morgan found me in 2020, and after much love and care, I'll soon be sewing beautiful, tight stitches once again. Well, we already know that she can sew so tight stitches. Yes, 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 I we, can, dear. We just... Okay, I think Beatrice <laughs> has left the building now. Okay. Um, we already know that because I just did an experiment earlier today. Yeah. Um, and, and got her up and running. More about that later. And she is actually still in the building. She's over on your sewing table. Yes. Um, so she is a Bradbury machine. Um which is like that's not a model that is a sewing machine company um and uh she was built in 1906 which is around the time that different sewing machine manufacturers really, really started kicking in yeah so mm -hmm. singer of course was the was uh, a big name even back then but um, tell us a bit about Bradbury Sewing Machine Yeah, company. so uh, with Beatrice's help, we did a little bit of research. Um, I'm not going to read this part in her accent, though. That's good. Yeah, and I apologize to anybody who listens who's British. I'm offended also. Okay. So the Bradbury Sewing Machine Company was founded in... Uh, Found, excuse me, Bradbury Sewing Machine Company was founded as Sugden Bradbury and Firth in 1851, um, but they wouldn't go on to become known as a sewing machine company until the 1860s, after 1864, I think is what I read. Oh, wow. Um, they were initially like a firm of, of jobbing machiners. Mm -hmm. Um and so that basically meant that they they were tinkering right and they conduct they they built things for like factories i guess right probably um, probably they were asked to like on a commission type basis to make certain mm -hmm. types parts. of machines or parts of machines right and uh they conducted repairs for everything from early bicycles to you guessed it sewing machines that's right Mm -hmm. uh, they claim to be the old, oldest sewing machine company in Europe in the UK. By the time they really got started making uh, sewing machines, um, the Europe part is in dispute with some other companies to this day, but it's certainly true for Great Britain. Uh, in addition to sewing machines, they produced motorcycles, bassinets, bicycles, four cars, and a range of uh, engineer and machine tools and that information came to us from sewmuse.co.uk 
Interesting. Uh, though they did start off uh, in another factory, they eventually moved into the now demolished Wellington Works in Oldham and were a prominent employer in the region. And um, that uh, Wellington Works, you, if you look on your sewing machine, our sewing machine, Beatrice, yes. does have. Lord the Wellington. Du- the Duke of Wellington. Or the Duke of Wellington. Probably right. also Lord Wellington, right? Um, I, I mean, I would assume. That's how we would address him, probably, no, if you were alive. Like, I think Dukes are... Um, just Your Grace. Below. Yeah. Dukes yeah. are just below... But probably... Princess, um, right? Probably called Lord Wellington. I think it was Your Grace, but, you know... Well, that's a... Anyway, that's a discussion for another day. Not really relevant to this. Um, I mean, I guess you could call Beatrice your grace, if you would like. Mm. Um, She certainly is graceful. Anyway, uh, according to sewalot.com, originally the company manufactured sewing machines under license from Wheeler & Wilson, uh, Singer, Howe, and Grover & Baker. So I recognize Wheeler and Wilson and Singer okay. as two major, um, not just manufacturers, but they were uh, innovators in sewing machines. Okay. Um, so th- things were progressing so quickly at that point that um, the uh, innovations would have been coming out regularly mm-hmm. and people were kind of copying. It sounded like they actually Did were licensed under themselves. it. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, that's actually so a lot.com to say that if you look at any early models from this maker that you will see um, very similar Bradbury machines. So eventually, of course, the manufacturer did go on to create their own designs. Um, and I just wanted to talk a little bit about like the actual visual yeah, the stunningness. The decals, the decals, it's, because I don't believe these were hand painted. These were decals, right? Um, but they look quite different from the decals on some American machines that I've seen. Uh, yeah, I I would say so. I mean, um, Singer's had uh, a a huge range of different right. decals. Um, Bradbury was in business for such a short time that I don't think that they um, they had as many different right. styles. So it, it seemed like they started off with like some flowery sort of um, decals. Right. And then they moved to um, more um, Spartan designs, if you will. Right. Um, but then I've also seen some designs that have like Celtic knotwork all over them and like some deep greens and golds and, um, I, I, the Celtic knotwork to me was very compelling. Really? (laughs) To you? And the green perhaps as well? Right, right. Those may be two two, of, two two special entrants of mine. Two of Morgan's favorite things. Um. Uh, so what I anyway I just felt like it, it had a very um, it, it it felt very distinctly mm-hmm. um, Celtic British well that and then like cat stamping the Duke of Wellington on there like they wanted you to know that it came from Britain and Absolutely. it would say on there 
like it was it was made like it, it was made in Britain. They were very proud of definitely. Well, and Beatrice is no exception. She does have the Duke of Wellington, although he's quite scratched up. Well, and that was one of the ways we were able to age her is through her decals and his Absolutely. presence on there. Because not all of them Absolutely. have the Duke on there. Just because it doesn't have the Duke on there does not mean it's not a Bradbury. Yeah. Um, well, because her actual name. The Bradbury family sewing machine was very difficult to see. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, still is. Those decals are almost fully worn off, but right. the decal on the on the bed was with Having Wellington. Identified her. Absolutely. Um, and then looking at pictures on the internet, we were able to kind of decide that she was an early model Bradbury family VS machine. Um, but really a transitional machine between the Bradbury So Easy machine mm -hmm. and the uh, later model Family VS. And so kind of the end of the Bradbury story is not a happy one. It's very sad. Yeah. Um, the company was coming to an end less than a century after it was born. Yeah. Um, by the 1920s, manufacturing was not where it had been. Um, Bradbury had a lot of competitors. Well, and I think Singer was really dominating yeah. the market at that time. Well, because they had a um, manufacturing plant in Scotland, right? They did, and they're an American company, so right. they were making millions of machines every right. day. Churning and burning. Well, maybe not every day, but every year they were making millions of machines. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that'd be, that'd be <laughs> every lot. day, millions of machines. <laughs> every home has multiple machines. So many machines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you would buy them all, but you know. Mm, um, if I had the money. But then, of course. <laughs> uh, in 1929, what happened? Uh, the stock market crashed. Right. And, um, the start of the depression. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, things had not been great in Britain um, anyway, because unlike in America, the, the 20s was a time of recovery from the Great War. Right. Um, and, um, yeah, so 1929, things were just... Yeah, and there was pretty bleak. There was um, a decent amount of information online about Bradbury, but not a huge amount because, of course, it went out of business in 1929. Mm -hmm. So um, parts are very difficult to find. Um, I've seen a couple of machines. I don't think I've seen any for sale other than this one. And she was literally placed underneath a cabinet. Like someone was ashamed of her. It was terrible. Yeah, we were we were on a like little mission looking for sewing machines, and we were in a big, huge antique mall. It took us like half a day to get through. Yeah, and uh, and I was just snooping around. It wasn't even in in a like vendor's little shop that indicated that there was anything sort of sewing related in mm -hmm. there she was just kind of tucked under a buffet i think i saw the bentwood case first because she does have a beautiful bentwood case that's fully intact and came with a key and what what kind of wood did we say that was um gosh 
it's like Baywood or something like yes, that. Yes, it was Baywood. Um, and we couldn't really... An American think. Baywood. And yeah. And I think we decided it was the Eastern. Right. So I was compelled. I was going to take a pass on her because I really like... I really like the Singer Machines because the parts are easy to find. And my whole goal is to find machines that maybe can't don't work very well anymore and to make them so and and make them function again and so that they can go back to work doing what they do best um and this was an earlier model mm -hmm. than i was really looking for i didn't know the year and but we looked at her and she was so pretty and i love that it was a hand crank machine mm -hmm. um, because the treadles are just too i don't have enough storage space for treadle machines um, because you have to have the big table and the, the cast iron and all of that stuff. So, um, and I think I asked you like, will you ever see this machine again in your lifetime? Yeah. We had stopped to have a soda and like, we were, you know, it's serious when you have to stop to yeah. have a soda <laughs> in the middle of antiquing. <laughs> like, okay. Right. We needed a little break. So we were sitting and talking about it and, and kind of looked up the machine name. I had taken a picture of her already, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, as I do. And uh, we looked her up. Um, and I think we were both kind of fascinated with what she was. And I think when we realized how old she was, that was also exciting. Um, because she looked to be in pretty good shape. Right. I'm, I mean, for me, the big thing is, can you just imagine, like, everything as she told us like that she would have gone through yeah like i mean she was clearly built in britain and somehow made her way to texas and that can't have been by like that can't have been by plane like no somebody somebody brought her with them um maybe as well they were like, immigrating well, you know, these machines weren't cheap, even right. back in the day. Like, they were they were quite expensive, so, um, as far as wages goes. but So, it's somebody, probably an immigrant, I would yeah. guess, who brought this sewing machine with them. This is just our guess. Yeah. Because uh, I don't really see much indication that these were exported for sale. Yeah, and I don't think that an antiquer would have gone to the trouble of bringing her here for the price that we got her. No. No, I don't think so. Um, yeah, and and I had... Uh, and if they were going to, they would have brought, like, a museum-quality piece, not... Well, yeah, I, I, no, I don't think, I don't think somebody who does antiquing, like, I don't even think somebody who was, like, you know, in the last 30 years decided to go and visit Britain and found it would have transported her back. Like, right. I mean, she's very heavy. Um, and, and in Britain, so a hand crank machine in Britain is very common. Apparently. Um, I don't, I don't know this from personal experience, but I've, I've certainly read that in some of my vintage sewing machine groups on Facebook that, they're they're fairly common but here in the u.s they're not very common treadles were really the thing here mm. um what i mean just lack of space could I don't, have made them i don't appealing perhaps i, I don't know um 
But I think you've seen when we've looked at treadle machines when we're when we're out shopping that the treadle machines the the tables aren't actually huge either. They're pretty. They're pretty dainty. Pretty yeah. dainty with those little tiny drawers and stuff on them. <laughs> Um, I was quite surprised when we started taking a closer look at them because they're quite tiny, especially compared to like my modern industrial sewing machine table. Um, it's it's like significantly larger than these. Um, and a lot of them would fold out in various ways as well. To, so they would take up very little space. But um, Beatrice is very portable and for... For 1906, that's pretty remarkable, I think, to have a portable Portable, machine. but but heavy. So heavy. <laughs> um, um, do you, do you want to scroll up a little so I can um, tell these folks where... Okay, so if you want to learn more about the company, uh, com has an article about it. Sewmuse.co.uk has some resources. And then the final one... Um, Ismax, it's I-S-M-A-C-S dot net. They have some um, very valuable information, I think, including... They're a huge repository on yeah. of information. If you, want to, if you want to date a machine, as in find out when it was built, they're, yeah. they're I, a I dated ours through sewalot.com, but... Yeah, well, Bradbury, um, because it is such a smaller company, at least at least in the terms of like longevity, mm-hmm. right? And they the sheer amount of machines that they produced. Mm-hmm. Um, they there's much less information and apparently the like original registry records were lot was lost at right. some point. Well, so I mean the company's not even in business. Anymore, well so. no, but there's people trying to rebuild a registry. Mm-hmm. So um, there's there was at least where I I saw a email address that you could submit right. like Who knows your, if that's even active anymore. Well, I don't know, but where you can submit the registry number or the serial number of your mm-hmm. machine so they can kind of start rebuilding a database of this information. So um, that's was it I Ismax? Ismax dot net Brad slash Bradbury dot com slash home dot wait, not Bradbury dot com slash home. It's Ismax dot net slash bradbury slash home dot html there it is and we'll put it in the show notes which maybe we'll make this time <laughs> we didn't make oops, any show notes oops, no, i'm last sorry time. y'all that was morgan's job but morgan morgan is more of an idea person <laughs> he likes the idea but not so much the other Execution. stuff yeah um so so there was a there was a bit of a problem with this machine too. Uh oh, what was that? Um, so one, I have never owned, used, even had my hands on a shuttle machine before. This before Beatrice. Mm-hmm. Um, so. And by shuttle, you mean that? So the bobbin case is like it looks like a little rocket to me, like it's it's cylindrical but pointy at one end mm-hmm. um and it holds a long bobbin about uh two two inches and some length um it's a little it's a little one maybe not two inches maybe one and a half inches or something like that um i i can measure it later but 
while she had her shuttle, which mm-hmm. is really important, that's a that's like a key part of this. If she did not have that shuttle, you I have would not have probably gotten her. No, probably not. Well, you could get her and like fix her up, but she's really just a big doorstop, right? She's a piece of art but non-functional because I have no idea where I'd find a shuttle or even be able to describe to somebody what the shuttle Wait, was. Wait, did we look for her shuttle before we bought her or did we just kind of dive into it? Um, we just dove into it, I think, because I was like, you know, it'll be interesting. Right. Because I don't think I could pop open that, um, the cover. The store, yeah. Yeah, so... So we get her home, and I pop it open, and I'm, like, so excited. <laughs> Sorry. Why are you laughing? You're having dirty thoughts, aren't you? I'm sorry. It sounded dirty. Anyway. Um, we I, get her home and pop her open. Yeah, I was able to get the, um, the bobbin case cover open. And she had her shuttle in there, which is awesome, but no bobbin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, Lord, I bet there are so many different kinds of poppins for these. But we hopped on to Etsy and saw that uh, some folks, like, manufacture reproduction well, there poppins. Well, are, there are reproductions, but I also, in further research, I found web pages of people who have, like, the parts, right? Like, these parts. And somebody had a collection of, it had to be a hundred different styles of bobbins oh like Lord. all different lengths yeah you don't even know and <laughs> i was like that is bobbin land so what i did was i looked you were telling for, me about people who made them with like toothpicks and things yeah so the lady the lady who had this whole collection and was selling these various components um said that even even like popping open some of these older machines they would find all sorts of different types of bobbins including wow. sometimes just like pieces of stick to- like a toothpick or like an intact matchstick which wow. you know the the old type matchsticks were um wood right they weren't cardboard mm-hmm. they were made of wood and and these were like ready to be you know ready to be striked so you could strike like, anywhere matches too right, right? so um Woo! so it was like fire. i was thinking you know worst case scenario maybe i can come up with some way to make one right i can see pictures of them you know i have the shuttle at least but i also thought you know there was a lot of thievery of ideas back in the day oh yeah um well and especially with them initially making I mean, they would just flat out copy a, a this stuff. License. I mean, it's not hard to make a, a mold of something that's metal. You take it apart, you make a mold of it, you pour some new metal in it. Are done. you accusing our I'm friends say, at the Bradbury? Wh- what I'm saying is that Singer, um, Singer, Bradbury, any of the major companies, your we're singer, all doing this. We're your, all doing this. Your, your Singer snob is showing. Why? Because you're saying that Bradbury stole singers. No, I'm saying Singer also copied other people's oh, designs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then it was a race of like who got the patent first. Oh yeah. And I don't know all the ins and outs, but there is apparently huge controversy over patent laws that were developed over sewing machines, and we'll go into this in another show. Yeah, you we were could... you were telling me that a lot of patent laws 
derived from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because uh, like I said, the innovations the were going so quickly and everybody needed a sewing machine. Everybody needed clothing. And um, for the first time, people could actually make decent clothing with a sewing machine because mm-hmm. hand stitching, if, if you're not good at it, it's really bad. It's rough. It was rough. Um, Looks like some rags, huh? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. I've seen pictures of, of people, um, like families, dressed clearly in some pretty terribly made homespun. Co- um, it's not even the weave. The weaving, weaving is a whole different topic, okay. right? Looms and, and weaving and stuff like that was an innovation, um, probably preceding these home mis- machines because they needed to have the availability of cloth that they could get for a reasonable price. And if everything was done on a hand loom, more expensive. So a lot of people were making their own fabrics at home. Um, but... Uh, Ultimately, what I did was I looked at what was Singer making of a similar type of machine with a similar shuttle at that time. Because if I could find a machine with an intact bobbin, I could try it in the Bradbury and see if it would work. And that's exactly what we tried. The very next weekend. Yes, I found, we found a, a very derelict, sad... Um, Singer 27, which is also called the Memphis machine because it has sphinxes on it in the decals. And I think ours is like pretty worn down. I don't know that you can even see the sphinxes. Um, you can see them. They're, 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 well, they're very, they're they're very silvered, which, um, silvering is what happens to gold decals when they are encounter, when they encounter some sort of cleaning product. When somebody tries to clean them, sometimes it's just exposure to water, but it's after the shellac has kind of worn off of where the decals are okay. and they get exposed to some sort of chemical okay. or, or water. Um, so don't clean your machine with something that you don't know how it's going to affect the decals. But So it's very silvered in a lot of spots mm. because uh, somebody attempted to clean it. At any rate, it is... It is a pretty funky machine. Non-functional. Um, yeah, and maybe I'll be able to get it functional. I mean, the the motion of the machine works. Oh, wow, that's an update. Um, yeah, so when you turn the, when you turn the wheel, uh, the needle actually goes, and there are conversion kits. This is an old treadle machine. It does not have a treadle anymore. But um, they have conversion kits where you can buy the, a modern reproduction of okay. hand crank, fit it on there, make it another mm-hmm. hand crank machine p- mm-hmm. potentially. But I need to find another cover for the um, for the bobbin, which I think I'll be able to find because the the Singer Twenty Seven, a very popular machine. I think we saw several in that sewing machine graveyard. Oh God! Right. Um, uh, and and did we talk I, about the sewing machine graveyard last time? I think so. I'm gonna pause real quick. So where were we? We were talking about um, the Memphis machine, which I was able to collect the bobbin out of. Mm-hmm. It did have a bobbin. Um, we almost remember we saw that other Memphis in a treadle, and it had, but it was electrified. Yeah. Um, and it had two bobbins, 
mm-hmm. and a shuttle, which is kind of, I think that's where the idea really solidified, was that maybe I should try to find a bobbin in one of those machines. I remember you being very tempted. <laughs> yeah, I was quite tempted, but I did not steal the bobbin. We did buy another machine that had a bobbin and was basically non-functional, so I didn't mm-hmm. feel bad about stealing it. But here's the thing. If that bobbin would work, I knew that I could also buy more bobbins for it. Right. So that's what I did today was I did my experiment to see would that bobbin fit and drum roll. Uh, it did. It did. It's It actually fit right in there. No problem. First time. Yeah, I was able to figure out how to... Um, thread the shuttle, you which I have never done in my life. What? Yeah. So that means it's it. pretty um, intuitive design. Well, for me at least, I'm oh. quite familiar with quite familiar with That's true <laughs> how these function, um, and I'm quite mechanically inclined. Um, so I was able to get both the machine and the shuttle threaded, which <laughs> I, you know, I did find instructions on how to do that online mm-hmm. after I already did it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can c- include that in the show notes well, too. And Frank. was, oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Wasn't that, um, they were actually able to use a previous machine's, um, instruction booklet and just adapt it slightly for this? Yes, the So Easy is basically the same exact machine. Okay. This one is considered a, tradi- a transitional machine because um, they've moved a couple of components, but it's <laughs> virtually the same machine. But it's an upgrade, right? Um, yeah, I would say so. Okay. Because they, they continued on that line afterwards. They didn't revert to the previous design. Um, but in addition to that, I also, and I didn't tell you this, I took the needle out of the Sphinx, which had a needle, oh. and I used it in the Bradbury. And when I was checking to see how the action would work, as far as would the shuttle pick up the thread uh, from, the, from the needle, um, it wasn't at first. But I realized what it was is it could be timing or maybe the needle just needs to be longer so i kind of i kind of cheated the needle down a little bit Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. screwed it in tight and that fixed the problem but could you get it just in any old needle and put her in there um so i think it's probably going to take a um singer 2020 needle which is a, a style of needle um Needle systems are a whole other topic. There are many, many different ones, but um, I'm going to say that the needle I put in it was probably a Singer 2020, but I'll have to check for sure. It has a flat back on it. It's a round needle. Um, Regardless, it worked. Is that easier to replace than, say... Um, They are very easy to replace, but what's nice about it is I have one that physically so so if it needs to be a little longer i can check the measurements on different needle systems and find find one that will work perfectly for it okay um is there anything but anything else um i did have to clean the shuttle Mm -hmm. um (laughs) i know right the shuttle 
Um, there was it a, does look, it does very much look like... It looks a little bit like the actual shuttle. space shuttle. <laughs> yeah. Um, the shape is very similar. Uh, I mean, if you squint. There was a, um, there was a lot of really, like, ancient dirt underneath the It was the cool tension. to watch the hundred-year-old plus dirt come out. Um, it was... I said that we shouldn't throw it away. I felt like it was... Uh, yeah. Yeah. You, you sometimes have a hard time letting things go. (laughs) Um, but I was very excited because once I got the tension all adjusted, it put down a beautiful stitch and, and like, honestly, we're at the beginning of restoring this machine, not in the end stages at all. This is initial, like she's been oiled once. Um, but still filthy. She's still filthy, but... Hey, don't um, call her that. She's a nice little old lady. But we took a couple of videos um, of uh, loading the shuttle with the bobbin and removing it from the machine as well as some stitching videos so you can kind of see how she works. Um, and are we going to put those on YouTube or on TikTok? Uh, what we'll, we'll, we'll probably put them on TikTok because they're kind TikTok. of... They're quite... Right. TikTok. We love TikTok. We do love TikTok. Um, if they, TikTok is still a thing by the time we post this. <laughs> really by the time we post this, if we're still allowed to. <laughs> um, but we'll also have it on SoManyMachines.com, which is our website. Yeah. A little, we'll put a little blog post up there and probably some show notes um, if Morgan decides to do them, actually, with some links. Well, so you can do... And you'll I'll be able to see a picture of Beatrice. Yeah. You'll see a picture... You don't have to explain how to do them to me because you're them. going to do that's your job, <laughs> not my job. Okay. Yeah, I I come to this with the uh, sewing machine expertise and you come with a technical writing expertise. That's true, I do. Yes. So, um, I believe you have a master's degree. Yes, I don't have a certificate. Possibly a certificate have, as I well. Have. I did give you a certificate for I writing. Do have. For writing good a bachelor's and a master's in technical writing. So. No shit. Yeah. So, show notes should be a no-brainer for you at all. I would struggle with them. <laughs> I no, don't, you wouldn't. I you're, don't you're write quite good. A good yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, that's some information about the Bradbury family vibrating shuttle machine. Beatrice the is early, quite a writer. She the, could write. Er, <laughs> she could write the show notes. The early, the early model. Um, and we'll have some links to her picture. Um, uh-huh. To pictures of others of her ilk. Mm-hmm. Um, but if for some reason I don't get those posted, mm-hmm. just uh hop on over to what's the web address so many machines.com oh yeah that's right it's so easy to find (laughs) and to remember what is it again so many machines.com um at any rate that's that's all that's all so shall we make it so so long farewell no no i'm not i'm not doing that again we're just saying so long for now so long for now um 
I hope this was uh, helpful to you or interesting or uh-huh. just, you know, something to kill your time. As you... As you go about and do something more productive and interesting. Probably some sewing. Let's be real. Some sewing. All yeah. Right. Adios. So long. <laughs>